Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Governor Gavin Newsom and Democratic lawmakers in Sacramento agreed last night on a nearly $311 billion state budget. Here are some of the highlights. The deal includes changes to the California Environmental Quality Act, cutting down on the process and paperwork required to approve construction projects. It sets aside more than a $51 billion for climate programs. The budget deal also includes more than $5 billion for California's struggling public transit agencies. And while the budget does waive monthly fees for families earning less than 75% of the state median income toward their child's care. It does not authorize the $1 billion rate increase for home child care providers sought by the legislature. Have you been recycling your food scraps? I ask because a new report finds that California's landmark compost law that went into effect last year isn't even close to reaching its organic recycling goals. From Los Angeles, LES climate emergency reporter Aaron Stone has more. The goal is to reduce food waste in landfills by 75 percent below 2014 levels by 2025. When food waste decomposes in landfills, it creates methane, an extremely powerful greenhouse gas that's heating up the planet. That's why landfills are the state's third largest source of methane. Ethan Rarick is the director of the Little Hoover Commission, the independent state oversight agency that compiled the report. We need to have less organic material going into landfills. The problem is that so far that hasn't happened. Rarick says food waste in landfills actually increased in 2020. The report recommends an education campaign, incentives for community composting, and postponing penalties for noncompliance. Enforcement is set to start next year. That was LAist's Aaron Stone. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. 
If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. What happens when an elected official essentially becomes homeless because of the cost of California housing? In the small Ventura County town of Ojai, a council member has fought to keep her seat because she can't find permanent housing she can afford that's in her district. Cal Matters reporter Alexi Kosef went to the community to hear council member Sousa Francina's story firsthand. Alexi joins us now to share more. Good morning, Alexi. Good morning. So who is Sousa Francina and how did she end up in this situation? So Sousa Francina is a three-term council member in Ojai. She moved to Ojai from Holland as a child with her family and has lived there for almost 70 years. And she, about 18 months ago, lost her rental housing. So she's found herself in this precarious political situation. So Francine has been at risk of losing her city council seat because she doesn't have a permanent residence in her council district. Tell us more about that. That's right. So there is this law that elected officials of district-based jurisdictions need to be living in those districts. I mean, it's it's a pretty logical uh, representation issue. And after Sousa you know, lost her housing, she has not been able to find affordable housing in her district that's for rent, that accepts dogs. She has two of them. And so she went to go live in a room above a friend's garage, which is across town. And somebody, not clear who, reported her to the Ventura County Grand Jury. They did an investigation and they issued a report last month that basically said, according to their reading of the law, she vacated her seat because she did not find and reestablish residency in her own district within 30 days of losing that that home. And so they should replace her. They should kick her off the council and hold a special election or appoint a replacement. So Alexi, this also seems to be a story about who's allowed to have power and who isn't in California, kind of contingent on their housing situation, right? Absolutely. I mean, this shows how vulnerable renters are to losing that access to political power because their housing situations just aren't as stable as they are for homeowners. And we're seeing this on a statewide level too. There's only five legislators in the state legislature who are renters out of 120, you know, whereas there are actually several dozen legislators who are landlords. Um, I mean, so you can sort of see there's this just imbalance of power in terms of who really has access to that decision-making in, in California. And that's something that Sousa said was an important reason for her that she's been fighting to keep her seat. Um, she told me a little bit more about that. I think it's very important that we have renters in decision-making uh, positions. To be able to uh, remove somebody from their seat because they they can't afford a $5,000 rental, that is immoral and unethical. That is just plain wrong. Are there any other elected officials in her situation? 
I went a couple weeks ago to a city council meeting where one of the people who came to speak in support of Sousa was Liz Campos. She's a city council member in the neighboring city of Ventura. And she also lost her home and became homeless last fall. And in order to maintain her residency so that she could run for the city council there, she's been living in a van that's parked in the driveway of a friend who lives in her district. So this is maybe becoming the new reality for for California that even those who are seeking to represent and make change in their communities are being pushed out of those same communities. Hmm. All right. We have been speaking to Alexi Kosev, who covers the state capitol for Cal Matters. Alexi, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you for having me on. And an update to that, the Ojai City Council has requested a change in a municipal ordinance that would allow council members who lose their housing through no fault of their own to keep their seats until the end of their terms. If that ordinance is passed, Francino could hold on to her seat through 2024. And that's this edition of the California Report for Tuesday, June 27th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. The California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines their pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org backslash LBCA. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.